What's up, legends, and welcome back to the Present Father Project. My name is Tully O'Connor. I'm the host and creator of the show, and uh, today we've got another installment to the Men and Birth series. I've been loving having these conversations. It's so cool to hear all the different experiences and all the different ways that the transition into fatherhood can happen, all the lessons learned. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing, and this conversation was no different. This one is with my man, Finn. Um, yeah, Finn's an absolute champ. He's a father. He's one of the guys I went to when I was transitioning into fatherhood um, for advice. He just has a very grounded presence, and, and he uh, just the energy he holds with his family, um, with his two little girls, with his partner, uh, yeah, it's something that I, I really um, looked towards when I was making the transition. So it was awesome to be able to um, have Finn on to share his experience. Um, yeah, Finn works as a coach, um, primarily with men, um, and so does a lot of work, uh, the mental, emotional um, realms, and just helping guys be more grounded. He, he runs a free five-day challenge quite often called grounding in five so just equipping guys with the skills to be grounded and be present um and so a lot of that flows flows through in the conversation that we had so i hope you're enjoying these conversations um there's plenty more to come and uh yeah if you haven't yet share this out with a man in your life that you think would benefit from um, being a part of this conversation if you want to join us in the present father project community um, awesome bunch of dads in there having some great conversations um, yeah it's really evolving into to a beautiful space so uh, the link to to get amongst all that good stuff is in the show notes um, but without any further ado this is finn mckenna Alrighty, Finn, my man, we're here. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> we, we made it happen after a few weeks and Christmas and New Year and dad life getting in the way, but we're um, we're here. I'm, I'm stoked that you've been able to make the time to, to drop in for this chat. Yeah, really looking forward to this one, man. Awesome, man. So I guess to kick things off, um, the question I'm asking for these um, Men and Birth uh, podcasts is just what, what does fatherhood look like for you at the moment? Give us a little snapshot into the life of fatherhood for, for Finn right now. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely, yeah, loving fatherhood at the minute. Like, it's been such an epic ride for us. Um, so I've got two little daughters. Um, one of them turned five back in November and the other one's turning two this weekend. And then we've got number three on the way later this year. So, yeah, all things happening in this house. <laughs> yeah, man, nonstop. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's, let's, let's just kick straight into it. So um, I guess uh, let's just go, yeah, like I guess chronologically. So the first birth, like when you guys take us back to, I guess, around the conception and sort of pregnancy, like, um, yeah, what was that like for you? Because that's what would have been six years ago now. So you yeah. would have been a very different man than you are today so um very yeah. much indeed yeah, how, was, um, how was that was, that experience it was really interesting um, like with um like with Bree or with bonnie is like um shona wanted to be pregnant forever she was very much like cat she wanted <laughs> as soon as we met like as soon as things are kind of good she was like i want babies and i'm like cool not ready <laughs> and it was like that for a long time and like even like whenever we we got engaged uh, whenever we first came to Australia and stuff like that. We were kind of figuring out when we wanted to be married and like we had our dates and stuff like that all booked in to go back home to get married and mm. end up like I was like after like a while sitting with that, I was like, right, let's just bring it a year forward. Um, like um, when we're going to get married, just so it opens up a bit more opportunities around like having a little one and stuff coming along as well. But I still wasn't ready. For sure, I thought it was like, right, let's get married and then straight in. And I was like, yeah, just give me a bit more time. And it wasn't until my 28th birthday, um, mm -hmm. like the, like I think it was the morning of my birthday, like I was just doing some journaling and reflecting on the year that I had, as well as calling like what I want for this year. And like mm -hmm. I hadn't even given it much thought. It just had kept, kept saying the show and it was like, I wasn't ready. Um, like we had lots of big, deep conversations around why I wasn't ready, um, but it just was always there. Like I just didn't feel like I was ready to step into that. But when I was journaling, but what I wanted to call in for that year, 
um, one of the things that I wrote down was like, I want, I want us to be pregnant. And like, even when I wrote it, it was like, <laughs> that feels weird. That feels different. <laughs> and like, but I didn't even tell Shona anything. I was just doing this for myself. Mm. And a week later, we were pregnant. <laughs> and Efficiency. I love yeah, it. <laughs> and it wasn't even like I didn't, I, I told Shona like a while after this that that had happened and she was just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. And do you know um, what switched for you? Like it sounds like it was just quite a spontaneous um, realization almost from the way yeah. you described it. Was there anything what, that caused you to quote unquote not be ready and then all of a sudden that had shifted and then you were ready? I think the biggest thing for me, like my biggest fear, first of all, was with not being ready was I was afraid of losing Shona. Mm. Like I was afraid of losing her to being mother and being mm. that was like, I, like I, there was, because we had such a deep connection always with everything. And then like I just, because like, I knew she wanted to be a mother so, so much. I was like, oh, if she's a mother with a baby, then what like where does that leave with us with everything and like that was mm-hmm. like it wasn't like I, I only told her that literally like a few months before like my, my, my birthday that time like when she heard it that just like absolutely floored her and she was like okay I get that um but I think around that time like it's just like once she knew that like we were able to communicate more about it and then even just saying that out to her and like, me having time to sit with that and stuff I think that's where I kind of shifted is like I know like we have such a deep connection it's like it's not going to happen so I think yeah like when it was when it turned 20 it was like just felt like it was it was ready I was like I myself was ready with with him like there's no perfect time to have kids it's like we weren't, fina- <laughs> we weren't financially set up I wasn't fully set up perfectly like within our careers like all there's all of these factors that like but it was the whole thing it's like what am I waiting on Mm. it's like what am I waiting on it's like as long as we have each other and we have that love everything's going to be okay and just mm. kind of coming into that rather than whereas me like I was like I needed to have this 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 and this in place beforehand and yeah. it's like and I just got to the point just like scratch that it's like I don't need that I know that we have enough within ourselves yeah nice one beautiful and um how how was the pregnancy pregnancy and then leading up to the birth yeah, like that, it was amazing. Like it was like we absolutely loved it because like Shona had, like as I said, like she's always been like such a passionate, like like around like motherhood, around pregnancy and stuff like that. She remembers from being like a little girl, being like talking to her aunts and stuff like that when they had babies, and her wanting to know everything about it. Like she come from a Russian background, she just like studied becoming a holistic health coach, so she was kind of figuring out what she wanted to do with herself. But as soon as like she like was pregnant, this just gave her like this passion is like to want to know all the knowledge that there is about that. Um so like that's when like she started like researching and looking into more alternative ways and like looking at the hypnobirth and looking at mm-hmm. like all of these different things to start becoming empowered within herself because like she we didn't know like we were the first of her friends that had kids, so we didn't really mm-hmm. know like what to do with it all, like and how to do it within our way, because we do look at things outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Um I like yeah like so that's kind of started off in that process but for me like it was it was really interesting because there was lots of I didn't never realize the conditioning that I had around pregnancy labor and like how to be a parent is like there's so much conditioning me especially around labor like it actually surprised me and like when I look back on it now it was like whoa like I actually had no idea because like what I thought of labor was what you see in the movies He's just like blood, blood everywhere, screaming, pain, yeah, all, pain. all, all yeah. the all of these things. And like, I had a lot of actually like fear around it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be and be able to support her, her through that. Um, so that was whenever like she literally sat me down in front of like so many like home birthing videos and so many like, like hypnobirthing videos. And we done like I started to, like there was so much stuff was like starting to kind of like shift within me as I was watching this and then the biggest change was for me doing the actual hypnobirthing course together yeah um because like I just started geeking out of that as like coming from <laughs> like the like sports phase background and understanding the body when they actually talk about the physiology and everything that's happening when they talk about like the different hormones that are released at different stages and stuff and you're like this is like the human body is just amazing. Yeah. And like this was just blowing my mind. And I was like, why is this not common knowledge? Mm. Like, why does people not know this innately? 
compared to like everyone just gives the power away to like to the hospitals, to the midwives, to all of like the gives like the like, words they don't understand what their body is actually capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like as soon as we started kind of doing that, as well as watching the different like the home birthing videos and stuff, like that just opened up my whole picture of labor and everything so massively. And it was just like this is actually really exciting. Yeah, amazing man. I relate to that shift so much. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, whoa. A, I didn't realize how conditioned I was. And then B, it was like, this is fucking incredible, you know, yeah. like what's yeah. actually going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I concur. And, and the yeah. hypnobirthing course we did was a real pivotal shift for us as well. Yeah. Um, and then so, yeah, so so going through then and, and then progressing into the birth, um, yeah, talk, talk us through that mm-hmm. that experience, like coming into it. Did you feel, yeah, ready? Did you feel where were you at it was i still had a, like i still had like fear and uncertainty within myself because it's still going into something completely new and like a new shown i still had some of that within her as well mm. like although we had like read up so much and learned so much and understood so much with it there was still that like not knowing um even though like we like that was like so that's why we did start to try to study as much as we could to try to figure out and understand and gave us a bit more of that reassurance but like first time you're going in blind mm. um, but we just knew we had each other we knew we had each other's back and the biggest thing that came like the biggest thing for me was like with the hypnobirthing is like I felt like I had a purpose mm-hmm. in the actual labor because like literally just having the cheat sheets and having the questions that you can ask understanding what's happening like mm. that just gave me that sense of it was like right no matter what it's like I know if I do these things we're good. I know that like if, if stuff is being pushed on us, I can ask these questions and yes. what the responses have to be. Like that just gave me so much more reassurance and actually it felt really empowered going into that. And then yeah. for that, it's like we we were working uh, going through King Eddie's like the home birth, like the home birthing suite and um, yeah. that's attached on to King Eddie. So that was what our vision was, like is having like a like birth in the pool there yeah i'm um, just being like fully midwife led and stuff like that like that was mm-hmm. what our intention going into it but mm-hmm. with that is like bonnie had her own ideas of what she wanted so whenever yeah. whenever shona's waters broke like we went in the hospital it was like as we were doing like it was like i just remember like it was happening when it was all happening um just getting ready and the two of us were just kind of like in giggles the whole time we're like is this actually happening and then i was like oh hold on it's like forward lock and morning. it's like i need to go and make a smoothie so i just like go and like make it <laughs> and like doing, doing little things like that and like when we got in we we're like just sitting in the suite just talking to our midwife and i was like this just feels so surreal um, but then whenever I started doing a few things, it ended up that um, Bonnie had passed meconium. Um, so then like that's a red flag. So that means you can't stay there. So we were transferred into the hospital and we were like, okay, how is this going to be being in all of the bright lights, having more people around, not having as much of that control, but it just kept coming back. It was like, right, we know what we can do within this to make it what we need. Mm-hmm. And we know what, what our rights were within that as well and what we mm-hmm. wanted. And we just kept coming back to that. It was like, we were there in the early morning and like everything was progressing pretty good, but it was still a bit slow. But like the like they started pushing for Shona. It's like, oh, you need a we need to start doing some intervention because there's a few other things. Was like Shona had group strep B, so there was like a twelve hour window from water's break to has to be like at a certain stage or else then like the baby's at risk so then there has to be more intervention you have to go through full induction and stuff so like we knew like we were on, basically on the clock that like we had a certain i think no six hours sorry so we knew we, we were on the six hour clock and already like there was like nothing like a bit of time pressure to yeah. increase the stress response and slow things down and like- that, that was it and like when we were in there like sean was like hooked up to all of the different machines they're doing all of that stuff mm. and nothing was really happening like there's nothing was progressing like showing the surges were really coming on very strong like and like it was like we're kind of like right what is going on and I could see Shona was getting, Shona just went into her like, boom, I was like, I've got this amount of time. This is what I need to do. And she was just in her analytical mind thinking and trying to process and force that. And I was like, aha, it's like hitting the birth. And I was like, what she needs. And I was like, she needs to get out of that beta wave, like wave uh, mindset mm-hmm. within her brain waves. So I was like, I need to get her out of her head and into her body. So I just like went right up to her. I just like cuddled her and just like got her to look at me and just got her to start breathing into her body. 
And I was like telling her, I was like, get out of your head and get into your body. Your body knows what is happening rather than any of these machines. It's like talk to the baby and connect with your body. And like literally as I was saying this, you could just see, I was just kind of like on the corner of my eye. I could just see the machine that was measuring the surges. You could just see it going like boom, straight up. And like, it was like, cool. So it's like, just kept doing that. So then that was our focus for the next while. It's just like Shona just being in her bliss, being in her element, doing what she's doing. And I was like, managing everything else and just keep making sure she keeps coming back to that and keep centering her back in um and yeah like it was everything was going well but it came around the shift change and as soon as shift key change came around that's when they were like all right we need to do we need to do this 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 and this and we're like i was like but why and he was like, oh, because you've, you've only got a couple of hours left before the deadline i was like, but we still have a couple of hours left and it's like, oh, but it's like, if you if you don't get induced now, it's like your baby's at a higher risk of dying. And it's like, is my baby going to die? And it's like, no. It's like, can we have more time? And it's like, yes, because they're the questions that you they have to answer. It's like, can we have more time? If they're any bit worried, they will say no. But if they're yeah. not worried, if they're just trying to push it, then they have to give you that bit more time and space. So mm-hmm. again, this was where the things of like. I understood that. I knew that from like the hypnobirth and from being like learning before all of this new stuff, the things that we can do that allowed to create us that space that we needed. And like our midwife, like they were, she was absolutely amazing support in there as well. Like they, like everyone kept trying to get her to like lie up with her feet up and she was like, I'm on my hands and knees, I'm moving, I'm doing whatever. And like, like we had really good support going around that. Mm. Um, but yeah like there was lots of kind of over and back with different things like this was happening and in the end up like the birth was absolutely amazing as like um it kind of went into a bit of a blur for all of us from then as like shona got into a point of like whenever she was in the ring of fire and it was crying like she that was whenever she hit that point it was like i don't know if i can do this so then i like we had always said it's like i wanted to be down to catch the baby and then it's like i just knew it was like nah I don't care about that. I need to be up her shoulder. Yeah. I need to be with her because I know it's like that is what she needs mm-hmm. in that time. And I was just up with her, reassuring her, talking her through that, guiding her through it. And lo and behold, Bonnie came out. It's absolutely perfect. Like we didn't know if we were having a girl or a boy. And like that was oh, it. Oh man, that would be such a surreal yeah. experience not knowing. Wow. It, yeah. Like it's, can, it's can you so still amazing. tap back into that feeling? Can you still everything was just such a blur man uh, like to be honest yeah. and like at that stage because like they were pushing and like we were close to that deadline and stuff like that it's like we wanted like we wanted the leg hard clapping so we had that for as long as we could yeah um but then like they like this end up like they had to take bonnie away because you passed my coming they had to take bonnie like over to the table and check for a few things and stuff like that as well so like that whole time was just a bit of a blur but then as soon as we could like we had her back and straight mm. the boob and stuff yeah. like that um, nice one but yeah, like it's just that whole feeling, like the biggest thing, like like talking about like after the stuff like that, like Shona was like Shona's biggest thing was coming back to this. Like for me, I was like freaking out in my head, but I knew I had to keep calm for everything else and show up really strong for that. But I was like, I know that is what I need no matter what. I can't show any of that to Shona to like mm. allow her to feel safe and feel held so she mm. can surrender into it. And like and she was just saying after this, like like I was just like this warrior in the room mm. and that was what gave her the strength to do whatever, what she had to do. And like, it was just amazing to be able to see is like, like that is the potency of being able to be an active participant in the birth. Yeah. And like, yeah. why it's so, so powerful and so important. Yeah. Yeah. And what, um, obviously the, the preparation. So kind of knowing how things are going to go, knowing what can happen, knowing questions to ask, like all of those kinds of things. Mm. Um, so like that kind of preparation, but what about, um, any other preparation in yourself? Like, what do you feel like things that you did that you might've been doing unconsciously or you might've been intentionally doing like practices that kind of set, put you in the ability to be really present in that space Mm. and not get caught up in your own fears, which were there, but like to not get caught up in them. What, what helped you be able to do that? I think for Bonnie's a lot of it was just very intuitively led and yeah. just like although them fears were there I was like I know it was like I needed to be there to support Shonen to be that yeah. rock for her 
So like a lot of it, like a, like a lot of the stuff, I was able to just do what was needed in that time yeah. of it. Whereas with Breeze, it was quite different because yeah, yeah like it, just, the dynamic was very different and in mm-hmm. relative to Breeze and stuff like that. And like both of us had like expanded and grown so much over them couple of years as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. beautiful. And then so coming into like the postpartum phase, mm. how was that for you guys? Because like you said, you were the first of your friends to kind of have kids so you wouldn't have got to see that done or um yeah what was that period like because I, I know generally after having lots of conversations with different people there's a lot of preparation for the birth but mm. then postpartum doesn't get as much yeah. attention in terms of your preparation but how was how was that for you guys yeah like definitely like with that like that was a bit more of a later thought for us like there was yeah. like looking back it's like we were we knew we didn't want people coming in every single day and stuff like that. So we tried to hold people off for as long as possible. It was like um, Shona's mom arrived, was it two days after? So she flew over from Ireland and mm-hmm. um, two days after she was hoping to be there before Bonnie was born. But like she came in like 11 days early from her due date. So mm-hmm. she was there. So like she was amazing just having that support around it, just doing the bits. So like it allowing us just to be in our bubble. And like she was with us for, I think it was like four or six weeks and then showing us like showing my younger sister came over for four weeks in that time as well nice. so like having them there just to do all the monotonous chores around <laughs> the house while just being shown we're in a bubble like that was just such a lifesaver like it was, it was so amazing um but we do know that like we did restrict like friends coming around a bit we were like right come at this time so like right because everyone was like wanting to come every day and stuff like that i was like right this day between these hours like open the door get people coming to, to kind of to have a bit of that stuff but like respect that we needed that so mm. we've done that to a point but like no like moving forward like we'd be holding off a bit more on that um but yeah, like the biggest one for us was just being in that little bubble. Like it just, it worked out really well because it was the end of November. So then I had a couple of weeks off work and then like working for myself, I was able to go in for little bits and pieces. And then it was like the Christmas day off and stuff like that. So I felt like I had basically like nearly like six weeks off and just kind of going in and out, just doing like a few hours here and there. But showing nice. mom and sister were there to help as well. So showing them never felt alone. Yeah, beautiful. which was amazing. But then whenever they left to go back home to Ireland, it was kind of like we were like nearly like with a completely like newborn again. You're like, how do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> so you had to go through a process of figuring like, right, what is airflow? How how do yeah. we do this for ourselves? And yeah, yeah. that's a big one. Yeah, definitely. It's like when you get a taste of that support and that mm. kind of like having the village around the child. Uh, it's like that feels so much more natural than just yeah. doing it in the yeah. little nuclear family bubble, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it really yeah. does. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. That's what like that's what you really crave. It's just like it just shows us that whole thing is like you needed like a whole tribe to yeah. raise a child, and especially that that then first few months, like especially yeah, because yeah. again you're going in like you don't have a clue. You're going in blind so much with it. You just have to like so much of what we did is like was just trusting your intuition the whole yeah. way. Like yeah. again, like we had certain ideas of what we wanted to do and what we didn't want to do. And for myself, like I had a lot more conditional stuff to kind of like let go of around mm. parenting and stuff, but. Like we never actually had to sit down and have a discussion about it. It was like, oh, this is how we want to do this. This is how we want to do this. And we were just like, right, what actually works? Yeah. As like, yeah. like we had tried, like at the start, we were like, all right, we don't want to do co-sleeping because I was like, oh, I don't know about co-sleeping. And then not about like the, like the same stuff. And I'm like, I was just like, I don't know, like, cause it just was so foreign to me. Yeah. So we had like, we'd done the sidecar for a while. Like, like so we had to cut it beside the bed. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, it was just like, right, she doesn't even use it. It's like so, like after a month or so, it's just <laughs> like just bring her in. And like, this just works out easier. Same. Our little um, side co sleeper thingy just gets used to store nappies and all. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and yeah. with that, I'd love to hear because your your big initial fear, like there might have been a few, but the big one you voiced before was that you were going to lose um, Shona, um, becoming mm-hmm. parents. Um, so I'd love to yeah. hear, yeah, your experience in, I guess, your relationship transition as well, you know, because that obviously mm. completely changes the dynamic changes. Um, yeah. yeah, after having um, Bonnie and then, and then we'll, yeah, chat, chat about Bree's, yeah. Bree's birth. 
like just like as I'm thinking about it, like I've never actually like been asked that question and I've never thought about it. I'm actually getting fucking emotional. Mm. That fear didn't come to fruition. I didn't lose Jonah, but I lost myself. Mm. Like, because like it was, yeah, like from when Bonnie was about, yeah, like for Bonnie's first, like the first six months, everything was really good. But then after a while, like it's like I started like completely like losing myself. And it was, there was about a year or so there, like when Bonnie was from Bonnie was about six months to eight months or so to like she was near enough to say, like where I completely lost myself. And that was whenever I went through a lot of my dark darkness within myself and went through a lot of like my anxiety and stuff like that because like I ended up just I never I didn't give to myself. It's like because I wanted to be there so much for them and provide all of these things for them to give them that safety. But I was like I, I never thought once about myself what I needed. So I just was just fucking running on empty, trying to give, 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 give to everyone else with them, between between the girls, between like clients, work, all of these other things. And then when it was left for me in my own in the room, I just like collapsed. Um, so like that was like a really, yeah, really dark, kind of tough, turbulent time for myself. And it took a lot of kind of working on myself and just being open and honest with me and actually sharing what was going on for me internally with Shona because she was she knew that I wasn't there fully she knew that there was stuff going on but she didn't know to the extent of what it was and it took me quite a while to be able to admit it to myself to be able to then admit it to her and start getting the help to actually work through it yeah um, yeah like and that was yeah that was a massive massive turning point for me uh, within that whole space yeah um, was there that, a was there a particular breaking point or was there a particular event or experience um or there did it just few. gradually there was a few yeah <laughs> didn't listen to the first few yeah nah. <laughs> yeah like there was a few like once it started kind of like realizing like right there's a lot of stuff going on i need help i need to i need to figure out what's going on and what i can do within this that was whenever i'm i was lucky enough to sign up to tim's very first return of the king course mm-hmm. and shout out tim morrison <laughs> yeah like that literally turned my life upside down because i knew there was a lot of stuff going on so it's like right, i need to have help to go through all of this and then as i went through that course i was just it literally like amplified why all of this stuff was going on for myself and where it was coming from and literally just my i went into a fucking deep spiral after that trying to figure shit out um yeah. And yeah, like literally questioning absolutely so many aspects of myself and why I'm doing this, why I'm the way I am, what was going on with that, where I'm, where I'm just like being in my shadow in so many aspects and like not mm-hmm. standing up and just not being like really like honest with myself and us not being honest with Shona and stuff like that, like around finances, around like my business, around around me. Um, like it was never anything to do with early. It was just all like I wasn't able to do anything for things for me. And like, so like Shona, like she didn't actually realize the extent of what was happening with that because I was always really good at wearing masks. It was like, everything's all good. It yeah. was like, you don't need to worry about that. I'll just take all of this on, on board. I'll worry yeah. about all of this shit. You are doing what you need to do around like looking after Bonnie and having that amazing, amazing like relationship with Bonnie. And like for, for me, like when I look back at that time, it's like we still had so many amazing times and moments and stuff like that. But I know that I was like really, really hurting and I, like I wasn't present for a lot of things as well because I had constant this anxiety and this worry and this stress constantly going through my system and I wasn't able to fully actually relax and enjoy the mm. bliss that, that we were creating as well. Yeah, powerful, man. Thanks for sharing. And I think it's a very... um common thing you know that provider kicks in that mm. and the thing like as men we're, at, we're able to you know we're resilient right so we can push it all down we can be yeah. like nope keep going keep going keep going um and that combined with the lone wolf conditioning you know mm. i'll support everybody but i don't need support like yeah. that's what a silly yeah. concept you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and it just does. It's, it's got a time limit on it you know it's yeah. um yeah. yeah and then so after having that realization then mm doing um tim's course so it's like boom all these realizations starting to look at unconscious patterns your shadow i'm sure there's some inner child Mm -hmm. stuff there as well like all of that kind of stuff 
after you kind of, because initially that can be almost like quite confronting because you're like, whoa, yeah. there's lots here to unpack. Yeah. And then once that kind of settled, what what steps did you implement that really helped start to fill your cup up so you could still provide but mm. from a space of being able to do it with longevity and and, and you being part of that equation? Mm. Yeah, so like a big thing, like around that whole time as we were going through that is like we still hadn't found our tribe like we like we had friends and stuff like that but we still didn't find our people so like we were kind of like right what do we do are we even because things i was finding stuff really hard for myself we didn't have like our people there as well we were like should we even be here so we actually had made the decision to move back home to ireland to be close to the Mm -hmm. family and to be closer to the land because like the land like just just the land in ireland just is so grounding and nourishing for both of us and i was like we just wanted to just felt like it needed to had this yearning to be back there so like that we had put plans in place for that to start happening as well and yeah like within this whole year all of these spin in place were happening around this why i was figuring stuff for myself i was like having like breakthroughs but then going back in and then it was around that time was whenever there was like yeah like stuff happened back home from a family and um, that was whenever like um my, like little nephew was born with severe brain damage and mm-hmm. it is literally we were moving house that like we were moving house the next day so i got like a removalist truck that morning got the phone call that morning sitting in the removalist truck what had happened that he was born with severe brain damage they didn't know what was going to be happening so i booked the flight straight after that to go home for myself literally spent the whole day like packing up our house putting them into the other house and like finished like at about one o'clock that night and then shona had to drop me to the airport and like shona and bonnie were like left at home i had a one-way ticket back home to ireland not knowing what i was going home to how long i was going home to and already being in like an unstable place within myself mm. Um, and yeah like end up like I was home for like I think it was about three weeks that stage and then whenever I finally came back to Perth I was like something needs to change yeah. and that was within three weeks I was working up north um, and yeah. I, was like, I was like I can't do this anymore I can't be I can't be trying to do so many different things and just need to take create space within my life so I can mm. actually figure out what it is that I need um, so like within three weeks it just was like I got a job working managing the health and wellness facilities in the mine sites and yep. that was is the best thing I've ever done yeah like, literally just being up there having that time and space to myself to figure out what I need for myself give myself that freedom to start really like nourishing myself mm. as well as having a lot more of that financial security and stuff like that for ourselves like it just was so amazing and yeah the difference like over the next couple of months like it wasn't until I had spent a couple of months up there. I actually realized the extent of anxiety and stress that I was living in and the constant when that was taken away. Mm-hmm. And like for the girls, like for Shona, just as like our relationship at that stage just got so deep, even though I was away two weeks at a time and yeah. I'm back for a week, is like our relationship just went 10 layers deeper with everything and like mm. with that week that i was off like it was just absolutely bliss um, amazing because i'm like because i just started doing so much stuff for myself when it was up there as like just like with my movement practice with my nutrition with my mindset with me you just gave it to me just what do i need yes. just topping myself up so much and like i just everything literally flipped and as soon as that did then things sort of changing for us in perth because i was away shona like was pushed out to find more people and like she found her tribe yeah and like literally within about a couple of months of me being away we were like the fuck do we want to move home to ireland for yeah and it was like, and it was like let's get me back out of out of out of perth out of the mines and back down to perth full time and at that yeah. stage that's whenever like we like we had planned uh, we wanted to be pregnant again um so yeah Sh- uh, sean was pregnant I kept pregnant with Bree. Like that one was yeah, like it was very much was like let's like we had let's we do could, it. Yeah, we were like let's do it, and it happened within a couple of months, um, which was awesome. And then like for the first first few months, um, I was still up there, and I was just like game plan, like get me to hell home. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like overall, like I spent was about ten and a half months up there. Um, yeah, and then go back and yeah, it's just been amazing since. 
Yeah, amazing, man. Deeper sense. Isn't it phenomenal how you can sort of not realize how much stress or tension that is there until it's not there? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the old analogy, like does a fish know it's swimming in water? I think mm. like as guys, we can carry so much stress and tension and it's like, are you tired or stressed? And like, no. And it's like, well, it's because it's just there constantly yeah. day in, yeah. day out. And it's, yeah. like, it's not until you breathe deeper and, and can create that space in one way or another. You obviously found your way of doing it. Um, and it also speaks to like quality, not quantity. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like you were there so often before, but if you weren't in a position where you could be fully present, were you there kind of thing? Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of question. Because if you look at it on face value, you'd be like, oh my God, like away for two weeks, back for one. That's mm. way less time with the family. But like yeah. you just said, straight away, things were yeah. so much better. So it's just yeah. an interesting um, an yeah. interesting thought. Yeah. And that was it. It's like because I was so much more content within myself then and like I was more comfortable within myself showing it felt so much safer and more held and secure within that as well which allowed her to start flourishing and that's whenever yeah. she started doing things for herself within her own business and everything at that time as well because she could start expanding because I was able to hold her whereas like for like a year or two like she held me while I went through all of my stuff and then yeah. it's like oh, it's my time I can hold you so that you do you yeah. as well and like that was what that was bliss like being able to see her start expanding into that as well as me doing my things and just seeing how that was all linking together it was like yeah beautiful dance nice yeah. one love it yeah and then so yeah fell pregnant with um with Brie yeah. And how was that pregnancy similar in terms of yeah, navigating it or what's been, what's pregnancy with an, <laughs> with was, a baby? <laughs> it was, yeah, like it was pretty, it was good. Like Shona was an absolute rock star because she did do a good chunk of it. She done, yeah, she done like the hardest, hardest act, like the first trimester, or, like I think it was about the first four months um, on her own, like while I was working up north. So I think she just slept a lot whenever yep. she could and had a lot of like out yeah. <laughs> so like, like, you, like yeah so she'd done a lot of that sort of stuff and like just look after herself in that respect but then overall like it was a lot harder because trying to keep up with like a very active like, little two-year-olds um while while she was pregnant stuff like that was different but then once i moved back to perth like it worked it was working out easier i was working like Monday to Friday job in the city and stuff like that for the first few months. Yeah. Um, actually, I was working for the rest of her pregnancy. Um, that that job in the city. Um, and yeah, like it just we just found our found our groove with it. Um, but at that stage, like we knew and understood a lot more about pregnancy, a lot more about labour, a lot more about like like the aftercare and stuff like that because like Shona literally just devoted her whole life to it after after Bonnie was born because she was like this is the most powerful experience like a woman can do is like I this is my call and I need to be able to know more and understand more and help women with this as well yeah amazing and so so heading into that birth you felt a lot more comfortable yeah. a lot more prepped yeah yeah, and with that birth, like we went through, like uh, we we done a home birth through the community midwife program, so it was still the same same program that, but it just wasn't in the hospital. It was through, yep. it was at home, and um, which was it was awesome. Like the thing, like there was a lot of red tape to jump through. Was um, yeah, okay. Uh, like that was the biggest thing. Like there was so much red tape to jump through. Like there was a few things that, like a few tests were coming back for showing and stuff like that. That they were like, oh, you're on the fence if you can do it or not. Um, so like we were just going through so many different health protocols to like get her get her blood at a certain level get get different things at certain levels so she would be able to be ticked off to be able mm -hmm. to have her home birth and like there was so many times through that whole experience we were like right if if they don't sign her off to have the home birth what are we going to do it's like mm -hmm. are we going to because we're not going to get into the other places we just have to go straight into the hospital with it or do we just do it go to the woods <laughs> like showing all of joke let's just go to the woods <laughs> i like that all is kind of like oh, i don't know it's like i like <laughs> i like the idea of having a home birth but having someone there with yeah us. because like i know that you can do that i know that i can support you through that yeah but just having that safety net of having someone there yeah and in the what ifs 
um, because yeah, like the midwife that we had, like is amazing, and like she's like as like she just got her, so she knew what what her place was within within the birth. So she was like, yeah, I'll literally just be in the corner doing the thing. Like you just do what you need to do and everything with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so, we felt really confident for that. And then Shona just put in so much energy into like just creating this like absolutely sacred space, and like had so many things set up for. Mm-hmm for this like this dream birth like had the pool had like her altar set up had all of these playlists and all of these like concoctions of tinctures and herbs and (laughs) and you name it she had it like she just would like we had all of this stuff that we felt that we needed Mm -hmm. but yeah that that labor was another story (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. speak to that we felt really really prepared and really like grounded going into that um, like, um but when it actually came to it is like shona shona started having like really hard contractions on a sunday evening and like so we were just kind of like let's just play them out see how things are going call the midwife explain what was going on she says no nah, just keep doing what you're doing and like they were kind of going pretty much all night the next morning like on the monday morning like they're going like and then sorry kind of like midwife come out to check up check up on her and she was like yeah everything seems to be going really good um yeah keep doing what you're doing so then like me and shona just went into our little cave like one of her friends like took bonnie out for the day and like me and shona just was in her bliss like mm. it was such a magical experience there's yeah there's so many things came to us within that whole experience it was like like there was all there'd all been a really strong connection to like breathe spirit we, we were dead sure upset sure it was a body but like there's lots of these connections to it there's a lot of yeah just crazy things had happened right that day like like seeing like like people came into the room to like speak to us and stuff like that it was like a, such a like a really wow. like we just had opened this portal for Shona's birth it was mm. crazy. um and like it was getting really hot and heavy like later that day like we had got like a birth photographer the midwife come out that evening we were like right this is on the midwife at one stage like right i think it's go time to start filling up the pool we were like sweet we're gonna have a baby soon and then come about nine o'clock that night, still nothing had progressed. And like Shona had been like laboring hard the whole day. Like she'd been at it for about 16 hours. And you're like, why is nothing changing? And like the midwife was like, do you want me just to check to see what's happening? And like she checked and then since like nothing has changed. Um, and like we were like, but, but what, what the fuck has that been? And she was just like, to be honest, I'm, I'm blown away. I don't know what it was either. It's like, I don't know how like, you've been going through so much of this pre-labor, but like you're not technically in labor yet. And you're like, and she wow. was like, and she, we, we, we were just like floored. She was absolutely floored. Like we had the Catherine Coates, like the birth photographer, like that has been at so many births. She was like, I'm floored. Like everyone was just like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> like they all just end up having to like, pack up their stuff and it says like just get some rest and we're like what and like Shona was just absolutely devastated Mm. like she was just in bits and so yeah like after that like we just tried to get get some sleep and she tried to get some sleep and then she was up most of the night just going through processing everything that was happening trying to figure out what was all happening and like it was just like yeah it was just a crazy like whole 24 hours and then for the next day like there was like still having like contractions would come and then go but just nothing as intense as what it was the next day and we were like do we just get on with our normal life like what the fuck like it was such a surreal like we were just in this void of not knowing what was happening yeah um and yeah like so this happened for another day or so and then like on like a few days later like we went in or a couple of days later we were going in for like the last checkup with the midwife as well and she was like um, so whenever we were dating she was just like I don't know what that was she's like I've literally had to call so many midwives and explain and talk through and stuff like that and like some have experienced similar things and some haven't and it's just like we don't really know and we're just like still blown away by this but we we're just like had to just trust and just kept connecting in with babies like everything's good baby's safe baby's good having half of it mm-hmm. and then the midwife was like do you want me to do a stretch and sweep and you're like yeah, just showed us like, yeah, go for it. And like, 
I'll never forget it. Like we were sitting in the room, Shona's up on the table. Bonnie was like pattern. She was being a second midwife up beside Shona. Yeah. And like as soon as like the like uh, Malita went in, I can like literally it was like the room just went like boom. And like because I remember just sitting here, pretty tired, just kind of like looking at what was happening, seeing was Shona okay, just laughing at Bonnie. And then it was like just this, like the whole room just went like boom. And I kind of like the fuck was that like, would, like did anyone else see that and Shona just kind of like looked at me as well and the two of us were like what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah like straight after that like we were we were back home and like we were going into an appointment with our holistic Cairo um, as well that like, was booked in she was helping in her stuff she's like she was our like, um, birth support she was mm-hmm. like body support for it as well so we went into the city straight after that for an appointment with her as well. And like the whole day in Shona was just getting really uncomfortable. She couldn't lie up in the table. She'd be up in the table coming down. Like she's moving all around. And we we're like, let's just get you home and see. And literally, like we got back home from the city. I was getting Bonnie out of the car. By the time I got into the house, Shona was in the shower. And you're we like, okay. And like the midwife had said to her, so it's just like, when this comes, it is going to come really quick. And you're like, what do you mean? Is like, as soon as like, if her waters break, get on the phone to me straight away. But like, when this happens, it's got to happen really quick. So, Shona went down to the, she went down to the bathroom, and she was in the shower. And then I was like, I don't want to be a dick, but don't be in the shower too long. So I need hot water to fill <laughs> fill the <bar> full. <laughs> How was so that received? Um, she knew she wanted the pool. She was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." So, like, I was, like the only like we just had a tens machine as well. Like, it's yeah. tens machine is yeah number one. Like that we had that for Bonnie's as well, and like, yeah. we had that for for Breeze. So, like, I put the tens machine on her, and like was playing with that as well, and getting that set up. And then she just started like laboring hard. She was just in the bathroom, towel on the floor, the yoga bolster with her and like it was like i was like do you need anything i was like no i was like do you want any of your playlist or not do you want any of the stuff from your order like, nah. do you want anything done it was like nah and like she but look just, at all this stuff we have to <laughs> like, like, what about it's like she's like nah and she just went like she just went full warrior ass just like like i never just getting shivers even thinking that i've never seen or felt a woman so powerful before mm. in my life. It was such a profound experience. She was just like boom in the zone with it. And yeah, just happened and progressing really, really quick. And I was like, I was like, I need to like ring someone. So like I ended up like rang everyone who needed to ring. And then at this stage, like Bonnie was in with us. Bonnie was obsessed with labor and pregnancy and everything so she had watched more videos than any of us probably she yeah. had her own little like midwife part she was like coming in putting like flannels on, on show she was checking doing all of this stuff but then as she only started getting louder she body started kind of like getting a little bit like oh i don't like this so mm-hmm. she would run up to the top of the hall while while Shona was in like having a surge so I was with surge as soon as she would calm down I'd like run up check in with Bonnie was she okay and then start filling up the pool and then back down to Shona so I was literally just kind of going between three and just keep just being holding space for her through it all mm. um, and then yeah like it got to a point where Bonnie was like getting a bit this is overwhelming so I like, asked like do you want to she was like she asked if she could watch her wedding video so she went into the bedroom next to us and like I put on the wedding video so then I could be there with Shona fully yeah and then like within like I don't even know how long not that much time at all Shona was like I think the head's out so I was kind of like okay so it was like I went to kind of like thinking it was just crowning like I looked down and like Bree's head was already out and I was like oh shit and I was like I'll get Bonnie so I ran next door got Bonnie came back and Sean was sitting there with Bree in her hands wow and and like it was just like just weird it just yeah amazing so incredible it was just such a profound experience Um, Mm. and then yeah about 20 minutes later midwife came everyone else came and we were like yeah we've got it yeah 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 Yeah, incredible man that this bubble would have been um Mm -hmm. yeah something else at home so magical yeah yeah and how um how like postpartum brie like did you notice a difference being born at home versus being born like and that transition did that affect things much or not so much or it was so much more relaxed at home yeah it's just so beautiful 
just being in that little safe haven of a bubble that we had set up at home. Mm. It was like, yeah, like we just like Shona just lay on the sofa, like snuggled in with Bree, just and like just as everything was happening, like we were able to like prepare our food, like we had a big chocolate picnic for ourselves. Yeah. Like and like for like because we had like like the midwife was there, like it was like myself was there, like our friend was there, like the who um who was supporting like for Bonnie and stuff like that. And just all of us, it was just so nourishing is like there was like no lights just candlelight it was just absolutely bliss and then yeah. being able to just go from there and transition down to her own bed mm. like it's just so magical <laughs> like we just floated through the yeah. next like through the next while and like we just found that was it was just so, like we were all just floating after such a profound week of it whereas like, yeah. like all of these questions all of this like what the fuck was happening to this and you're like that's why that's how it had to happen yeah and so many lessons from all of the other stuff as well is it's like you can over prepare you can try and force things so much more but you just need to surrender to it yeah that uh, it is a real especially even in that um that waiting game do you know what i mean when you're approaching due date or whatever and especially what you guys went through and it's like what does today look like do you know what i mean am i just getting on with usual shit or is it like are we having a baby like and that in between and just surrendering to that. And I think, um, yeah, I, I mm. definitely, I definitely relate to that. And, and yeah. it doesn't really stop. I don't think that, yeah. um, that learning for me anyway. For sure. And so, um, yeah, I guess the last thing I'd love you to speak to before we, um, kind of wrap up was, is like the, tr- and this is kind of for my own selfish benefit too, but like the transition from one to two kids, mm. um, and obviously, you know, your self-care game would have been a lot stronger at this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, how was that transition for you as a man? Um, yeah, supporting and holding space for that. Was there anything you did different um, compared to the first birth? Yes, just speak to that a little bit. Yeah, like definitely like going from one to two is a big shift in the whole dynamic. Um, there was a lot of things that we were kind of like very focused on around just that whole dynamic with myself and Bonnie, with Shona and Bonnie, and then like us all as a dynamic with Brie and stuff like that as well. So yeah, like it's just had to be really mindful of where, how we like creating that time and space for all of us to have time together. Like we didn't want to just to blend into this just one thing and like Bonnie being left out. Um, mm. Because yeah, she's like she's been really she's really sensitive kid. Like she um she's really like switched on, but and like wise beyond her years but like she, she like she's very sensitive within stuff as well so it's always bringing a lot of awareness into like how we are showing up around that and how we are communicating to her around everything as well and then for ourselves as a whole dynamic the big thing is is like yeah like coming back to like as you said that self-care like mm. understanding the need and the importance to look after ourselves and to create that space that intentional space for ourselves as well um mm. Like, so for me, big time, like that was what the biggest shift was. Um, yeah. Like I just felt so much more grounded in myself. So then mm. I was able to hold Shona through it all so much. Yeah. And like for the first, like end up, like there was whenever Brie was about six weeks old, um, Shona and the girls went back home to Ireland for a month. And a guy was meant to go back, but then basically two days after um Brie was born um because I was I was working in a job in the city wanting to start working for myself again and I had like just before the just before I had asked if I could go down part-time in the job in the city so I could do part-time for myself um so in two days after Brie was born and seeing and experiencing how Shona was within that I just rang up the guys it's like I quit yeah <laughs> it was just like so yeah, like there was like, so much of that had shifted within ourselves. So then mm. I had to stay in Perth while I was like getting all of my stuff set up. So Shona went back home on her yeah. own to her family with the girls. Mm-hmm. And like we know nowadays, like she needed more time and space just for herself with that. So where it was too much of a shock for her system. So whenever she came back, it took her a long time to get really grounded and figure herself. Like, but so I was I was there like holding down the fort so much for that whole first year as Shona was processing through so much because like that whole birth experience was such a massive thing for her and then mm. not having enough time for herself to process it, 
process of yeah. an integrated athlete. Getting straight on a plane and yeah. yeah. Like we knew like that was what shook her foundations up a lot. Yeah. Um, so like that was that was our big thing for the first year um, yeah. of, of Bray's life was like working within that. So again, that's was like making sure like then first three months after the baby is born is like still like as you did like like just like cocooning down and just mm. having that space to be in your own bubble and kind of working through all of that and i think that's something that is really really important and something that we did definitely miss in that time yeah and for myself it was the biggest one is like being really grounded in myself so then i can do all the things for everyone else but not burning myself out. I, yeah. know, I know I know what my capacity is and I know what I can do for myself first to be able to work around all of this stuff and yeah. being able to communicate that. And it got to a point, like once Brie was a little bit older, it got to the point where I was like, Shona still wasn't doing the things for her. So I literally started having to kick her out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, I come this time, this day, you're gone. And then yeah. it's like, so you can start giving to yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. And I could talk a, talk a month or two of like me putting her out for like once or twice a week to do them things for her to be able to start doing that for herself. And then that she did, that's when things started getting easier for everyone as well. Cause we started figuring out what our place was. Yeah. Nice one beautiful man and it's just that that um recognition that we've got needs and it's mm. a really important skill to be able to be connected to ourselves enough to know what they are and yeah. then have the skill set and the ability to ask for support around that mm. um yeah so that's um that's amazing man yeah. um and just to to wrap up i guess what's um because the advice you gave me before we went through um our birth experience and, and the transition into parenthood um, I found really valuable. But if, if yeah, for the, for the guys listening, they might have just gone through that transition. They might be thinking about going that, into that transition. What would you offer them, yeah, as just any sort of parting words or advice or if there's anything we haven't kind of spoken to that you think is really important to, um, yeah, just to consider or reflect on or start to implement? Yeah, like I think... The big things one that we have talked about is like the importance of looking after yourself first yeah. is just like that's just a non-negotiable. Um, but then the other one would be like as we spoke about um, before Rafi came on was like having no expectations. Yeah. It's like releasing what your expectations are and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's the thing is like you can't plan how things are going to be. Like you don't know what type of parent you're going to be until bone comes along and you're like figuring stuff out um so as you start like working within that and like releasing them expectations and the pressure you're putting on yourself and just reading and figuring out your baby and that mm. dynamic that they bring the energy that they bring into the family like i think it's just working on that and i think that's a big one with that transition from one to two as well because what you did for number one isn't necessarily going to be what you did for number <laughs> yeah. two. And it's like, yeah, like that's a big one again for us, like a really big lesson because like, yeah, two, the two girls are like literally polar opposites. Yeah. So it's figured out, it's like, right, how does that work? But again, it just keeps coming back to like catch yourselves every now and again. It's like, I thought it was, that was going to be like this. And you're like, fuck, I had expectations. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's pretty much every time there's any sort of resistance or I find myself getting stressed or agitated or something, 99% of the time is because I'm expecting things to be different than they are. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I've done it again. And then come back to presence and acceptance of what is in front yeah. of me right now. And then it's like, oh, this is a bit nicer. And it's like, <laughs> it's just crazy how those, it's it's a constant yeah. Yeah. on the daily, like, oh, yeah. dropping yeah. those expectations. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, beautiful, my man. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your story um, and your insights. Uh, yeah, so for any of the guys that are, or, or, or women um, that are listening, where where can people find you to, because this is the, the work that you do as well, which we obviously haven't spoken to a lot, but um, yeah, you hold space for men to, yeah, really deepen that connection with self. So um, yeah. if people are vibing with what you've shared, where can they um, where can they find you? Awesome. Um, yeah, like it's basically most active on Instagram. Um, yep. You can find me on The Ground of Masculine yep. and just on Facebook as well. So you can find me on Finn McKenna Fox um, on there. Um, that's where I'm pretty much most active. I'm going to be releasing my own podcast pretty soon, which is really exciting as well. Hey, going to be sharing more of that sort of stuff on that. I'd like be, I'd be wicked to have you on there as well. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Exciting. But yeah, like it's like one of the big things I just want to say as well. Like I'm like so grateful to be able to share my side of the story um, with you because I think it's like what you're doing. Whenever you started telling me like about the present father project, I was just like, this is so so needed. So like it, yeah, I just want to say massive respect for you what you're doing and being able to create these supports for men because yeah, like it's not there. It's just not there. So. The more we can bring this awareness to, to the guys, like it's going to be huge. Because um, it's one of the things I hear so much talking to women and talking to women, especially who are pregnant, stuff so like, right, what can I do to tell, like, for my husband to get it? And I was like, it's, like, so it's like having stuff like this to like hear stories, hear, understand from other people's perspectives and stuff like that. I think that's really powerful. Thanks, my man. I received yeah. that. And um, yeah, thanks for being part of the solution, man. It's um, yeah, I feel like there's gonna be lots of cool stuff um, ahead ahead for both of us. So ah, big love from me to to you and to show and the girls. And um, yeah, man, I'm sure we'll drop in again soon. You might be asking the questions next time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Awesome. awesome. Cheers, man.